welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has all manner of incredible new Ford vehicles, American-made Ford vehicles, that are coming to you and coming to the lot in Mount Juliet. Two Rivers Ford is where you go, or tworiversford.com to do your window shopping there. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook. The promo code A2ZSports can get you in on all the action. Of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you. Trust the best in the business at GaryAshton.com. Then, of course, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac.com is where you go for the best in the business when it comes to heating and cooling services. All right, so let's talk some college football. It's been a little while since we've done it. There hasn't been as much, you know, with, with the Vols being the way that they are, and this is going to be a critical game against Missouri. It's kind of interesting to uh, it's kind of interesting to take this step by step, basically, and, and kind of evaluate the college football season from an arm's length, right? Because there's not really a local tie to it. Now, there has been enough substantial movement over the course of the first month, this savage September, as we've outlined, that it does warrant discussion because I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Jeff Rubel's comment saying, love seeing Clemson come back down to earth. They're out of it. Four weeks into the college football season, and Clemson, who was a perpetual national championship contender, is out of the picture. Ohio State, as well, is kind of teetering in a very precarious position, as Jeff, I'm sure, knows, with how badly Kerry Coombs and that defense have performed so far through these uh, through these first couple of weeks. So let's take a look first, though, at Tennessee, and then we'll expand to the world of college football at large. Your two rivers for take, because in Tennessee losing, you know, I don't know how much we actually learned about the team, right? You learned that you're not good enough to cover on the road against Florida, who, you know, depending on where you got it and what point in the week you got it, Florida was favored by 20, by 18 and a half is what I bet it in my DraftKings Sportsbook app, and I, I took I took Florida to uh, to beat Tennessee by more than 18 and a half points and ended up being rewarded in that regard. Thank God, because I had a fair amount of money on that game. But what one thing did you learn about the Vols in their loss to Florida? And we'll talk about it over the course of the next few minutes. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and we will get you involved that way. What one thing did you learn about the University of Tennessee in the loss to Florida on Saturday. Give me your response on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it at length together right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Of course, Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business. They even have the Built For You program, which gets you the exact vehicle, the exact color, with the exact customizable options that you require. It's why Two Rivers Ford, one of the many reasons why I love them and why they're the best car dealership in the business, because they have the best customer service in the business. And of course, the Ford product cannot be beat. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, 
or online at tworiversford.com. Learn more about the Built For You program today. If you go to the lot in Mount Juliet and you don't find the exact vehicle that you're looking for, they will customize it for you. They will get it shipped directly to your door. That's why Two Rivers Ford has been doing what they do since 1983, nearly 40 years in the automotive industry. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what one thing did you learn about the University of Tennessee, about the Vols, and their loss to Florida. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Um, Jeff Rubel says, learn that I was right about Milton and who should be the QB. Uh, Jeff, you have been you have been preaching it since the start. Full credit to Jeff, who, of course, uh, favors Ohio State and is familiar with Joe Milton's work in the Big Ten. He's not, he's not good enough, even if the potential is such that you're attracted to. He's just not good enough at the execution of the offense to be the full-time starter. Hendon Hooker is the better option, it would seem. And Jeff adds that also learned that Tennessee still isn't very good. Now, you know, I, I do want to give him credit where credit is due. Like, it's not about moral victories, but it's about where are you seeing growth against SEC competition? And for me, you know, the fact that they're getting explosive plays in the first half, the fact that they were able to generate a lead in the first half, with both tempo and with the offensive schematics, it does make you feel a little better about what they are or what they could be. Now, it's all about potential at this point. Nobody is looking at this Tennessee team and talking, you know, legitimately competing for for the SEC East. Or, I mean, you're just really looking for six wins. You're looking to be bowl eligible in Josh Heupel's first year. That would make you feel a great deal better about that. And that's why this Missouri game is so critical because it's an absolute must win. It's the most important game of their season to date. So what did you learn in that regard? I I'm right with Jeff that you learned that hooker should be the quarterback based on these last two games. And what we've seen from Joe Milton thus far, Dom Odell says that he's learned that we just flat out don't have the talent right now, not yet. And we will see, how Josh Heupel, it's not even about, as I mean, it's recruiting is important, but it's not even the most important thing for new head coaches. The most important thing for new head coaches is one, building your recruiting base, but also supplementing that talent that you don't have through talent acquisition in the transfer portal. That's an absolutely critical part of this process. Uh, Brad says they need more good players to compete. It's it's definitely a talent disparity right now. Mark Jones adds, when we get a good class with Heupel's players, we will beat Florida. The first half showed we could hang with them, even with a down roster. Well, I I mean, I disagree. In fact, the first half showed that you could get, get an early lead on a better team. That's not hanging with them because you didn't hang with them. They blew you out. Like, they they kicked your ass. There's no There's no denying that. And in fact, so much so... Mark, that when when Dan Mullen, who's the head coach of the University of Florida, talks about Tennessee postgame in in a complimentary light, I saw a contingent of Vols fans taking kind of like a victory lap about, oh, look at the look at how nice the Florida head coach was about us after he just whooped us up and down. In fact, I thought it was a strange way to kind of celebrate what Tennessee did on the field because it was not, I mean, it was not celebratory worthy in fact here is dan muller so, slow starts two weeks in a row what's the key to like coming out a little bit sharper because there's going to be a game right, where you're going to have to do that didn't we score on our opening drive 
Uh, you think guys were down 14 10 though? Oh, well, you know. I mean, I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not trying, you guys, I don't, I, no, I'm with you. I don't think it was a slow, last week, last week I thought was, were you happy at that point? I mean, after those two plays? Yes, I'm very rarely happy at all, you know, (laughs) I'm happy now we won the game. During the course of the game, I'm coaching it and trying to get better, trying to get us, get us better. Uh, No, I, you know, I don't know, like, I thought last week we got a slow start and an adjustment to the game. This week, I don't think it was that, I mean, you give them credit, they came and executed some plays, they played hard, broke some tackles. Uh, you know, we went down and went up ten seven nothing. Then uh, I think they made it seven seven, and then we went up ten seven. Then they went up fourteen ten. Uh, you know, then we came back again. So you know, it's kind of I don't know a slow start as much as a little back and forth uh, at the beginning, and uh, you know, just hey, the mistakes can come at any point during the course of the game, and we just got to make sure we're we have the, the that that mindset that we're playing with at a high level every snap yeah you guys obviously made great halftime adjustments i was just pointing out it was a little bit nip and tuck um but you know what hey give let's give i mean let's give give tennessee some credit now i mean coming into the game i mean that that was a different that was a different looking team uh than i saw last year to be honest with you i mean how they played the intensity the toughness the physicalness they played with um you know, I'll give them some credit. I, I think they're a much, much improved football team. So, you know, Dan Mullen talking about the fact that they started slow and certainly something that, uh, that to Tennessee's credit, it's important to see where Tennessee made those strides. Absolutely. But also, you can look at that and say, yeah, Dan Mullen is just kind of patting Vols fans on the head. Hey, good job, guys. We just kicked your ass. At uh, in our house, and and in a way that you it didn't even allow you to cover a twenty point or nineteen point or eighteen point spread, but you know it looks like a much different team. Great fight, great effort, blah 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 blah. It doesn't mean anything. Um, I'll I'll tell you I tell you what I learned about the University of Tennessee here in just a second against the Vols. Right after I remind you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Uh, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2ZSports to receive $150 in free bets instantly. When you place a $1 bet on any football game, that's promo code A to Z sports to get $150 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. Eight, so what did you learn about the University of Tennessee in losing to Florida uh, here in just a second? Um, well, Dan Mullen, Evan White says he's learned that Dan Mullen is a scumbag. Tony, is it Yayad? I, I don't know how to pronounce Tony's last name, but what Tony says is, see, Dan Mullen looks like a coach. He's in shape and recruits take him seriously. What does that even mean? To be in shape? You have to be to be in shape. I mean, listen, I understand like in principle, you don't want to look like a slob if you're demanding excellence and physical achievement and high level, 
you know, uh, high level or, or preaching care of self above all else and look like, oh, who was, uh, who was the former Notre Dame coach? Uh, <laughs> I mean, not that, not a, not to beat up. I was it Charlie Weiss, not to beat up on Charlie Weiss, but like, yeah, that I kind of get right. But that Dan Mullen is in shape and recruits take him seriously. I don't think that that's, I just don't, I don't think that's a legitimate factor. It just matters if you win football games. Now, if you look like a slob and you lose, then it's just another mark against you. Tom Odell says, Timmy Turner, father, looking ass. <laughs> Can't stand Dan Mullen. I get it. Um, uh, Jeff Rubel says, I keep freezing randomly. Well, that shouldn't be the case. Everything looks fine on my end, Jeff. I would, uh, I would double check your connection. That is, uh, that is not an issue that we appear to be having so far on the show um tell me you don't know about football without telling me you don't know football yeah that's that is uh, spot on danny sutherland says he kind of learned uh we are a first half football team after halftime is anyone's guess what we will get well no here's what i know about the university of tennessee i know that here's it's multifold i will say that uh i will say that your quarterback should be hendon hooker I will tell you that the depth situation is always going to bite you in the ass in the second half. And I will tell you that um, Missouri is the most important football game of the year for the University of Tennessee, bar none. Because when it comes down to it, it is about becoming bowl eligible. It is about becoming bowl eligible more than anything else in this first year. As you await NCAA sanctions and into perpetuity, it would seem. As you await things that are going to develop as far as recruiting and what success Josh Heupel is going to be able to have or not be able to have with the uh, with the development of the quarterbacks that he currently has on the roster. As you learn about this situation, it must be the case where you look at the university uh, or where you look at Missouri and say, okay, for the University of Tennessee, this is the game that they absolutely must win bar none. Missouri will be their most important game of the season. And as you try and find your way against the Georgias and Alabamas, uh, Ole Misses of the world, even as, as much better as they look in their particular situation, Tony adds, got to beat Mizzou. Their co- coach looks like a math professor. Well, uh, Tony, I, Tony's caught up. I don't know if I'm being trolled or not, but Tony's caught up in coach's appearance as opposed to what they do on the field. Eli Drinkwitz is a good coach. Don't get I don't give a damn what a head coach looks like as long as they're good and competent at their jobs. It's like saying Andy Reid can't be a good football coach because he likes cheeseburgers after the game. It's just stupid. It's completely irrelevant analysis, and I don't know why Tony keeps citing that. Uh, what they look like has no bearing on the actual game itself. But for the University of Tennessee, that must be something that they look to and say, okay, this is the most important game. Now, the next game is always the most important game. But for bowl eligibility, nothing matters more than Missouri thus far. Uh, play style that recruits want to be a part of and compete, uh, says Mark, is an interesting. Why Will they be eligible for a bowl? I agree, Buck. If so, this is a must win. Yeah, I mean, to this point, there's been nothing to indicate that the NCAA is going to come down on them in a way that would, I mean, so far, right? It's early, but unless they come in right on the precipice of Tennessee winning its sixth game, potentially and say, yeah, you're, you may have made, you may have qualified for bowl eligibility under normal circumstances, but uh, gotcha. This is a retroactive smack on the hand for everything that, uh, that Jeremy Pruitt was accused of doing. So 
from that, in that light, um, you look at Tennessee and say, okay, yeah, there's, there's stuff there, but also you're still losing to Florida the way that Jeremy Pruitt was losing to Florida, the way that Butch Jones was losing to Florida. In fact, Butch Jones probably was, I mean, he's the most competitive coach that the Vols have had in quite some time. And, uh, and I, I do not think that Vols fans would have expected that it would have gotten worse uh, with the situation with the situation for um, for Josh Heupel. Anyway, let's talk about a savage September in the sport of college football. Let's go. Let's take a look at this from a thousand foot view. What uh, what has been the most surprising college football result from week three? Or I guess this is week four of the college football season. Well, actually, this is week five, but coming off of week four, what was the most re- surprising college football result? Uh, was it Clemson losing their second game or Arkansas in the SEC upsetting Texas A&M? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss it at length together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. GaryAshton.com, the best in the business, the, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans is the Ashton Group. They will help you. Find your dream address without the stress. They will help you sell your home for more if you're in the market to do so. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage has the intel that allows you to win the buyer battle. That's why they preach to you all the time, don't sell without the intel. Because it is a seller's market right now, and it will allow you to capitalize on all of the best information and all of the best properties in Middle Tennessee. So you can sell without stress of finding your dream address, and also make sure that you make your profit margins look as best as humanly possible on your real estate sale. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, what was the more surprising result in college football over the weekend? Um, Theron says Arkansas. Clemson won Arkansas a close second for Brad Lipford, uh, UNC getting that ass whooped by Georgia Tech was a big one. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, Auburn almost lost to Georgia State over the weekend. They fired, in a weird move, they fired their wide receivers coaches as, uh, as a repercussion for almost losing to Georgia State, even though he doesn't call the plays. Uh, Jimbo got that extension before Arkansas and Bama's game. Jimmy Sexton is an awesome agent, says Tony. That I cannot deny. Um, Dom says the fact that Clemson is bad and that Spencer Rattler is overrated. I haven't watched a ton of Oklahoma over the weekend, but I will tell you that, uh, but I will tell you that Oklahoma looks as if they are, they're kind of a paper tiger right now. Jeff says, honestly, neither. I knew Clemson was trash after that Georgia game and A&M struggled with Colorado. So I picked Arkansas, which is, uh, which, you know, is completely fair analysis because Clemson's offense was brutal. I, I looked at that more, Jeff, though, after Georgia specifically and said that the Georgia defense, and the Georgia defense is clearly monstrous. Like, they are they are going to compete at a high level. I mean, Shane Beamer doesn't freak out the way that he does if there's not some truth to it. But what I will uh, what I will say to you is that for, uh, for the result – I think that Clemson taking an ACC loss to, I mean, it's its going to bounce them out of the college football playoff because the loss to Georgia didn't matter if they were able to compete at a high level in the ACC. And to lose to NC State the way that they did, uh, it's wild. NC State Wolfpack, says Mark, ran 90 plays to 45 
for Clemson. It was obscene. The offensive line was bad last year, says Jeff, but it is atrocious this year. And Brad Lifford points out that Florida State is 0-4, which is pretty pretty insane given that they have just been not been able to dig themselves out of this hole uh, since Jimbo Fisher departed for A&M. Um, what I'll say about the A&M Arkansas game is it's it's really incredible to see Arkansas. It's a lot of fun to watch Arkansas play at this kind of level. But with when when A&M's quarterback went down, their starting quarterback at the beginning of the season, and they played that close of a game against Colorado, as Jeff Rubel pointed out, I kind of looked at that and said, all right, Arkansas should at least be able to cover. I believe it was 10 and a half. When I saw it, they ought to be at least able to cover the 10 and a half against AM because the quarterback situation looks pretty, pretty shaky right now for Jimbo. And that ended up being so. Now, Arkansas, Arkansas really looked pretty comfortable against them. Preseason rankings are meaningless, says Mark. I, I do agree with that. But also, um, also, you know, you you work with what you've got at the beginning of the season. And there may be some truth to that. That's why we I, they're probably not as big of upsets as we consider them to be at the start of the year in the first month because of how useless the preseason rankings are. That I absolutely agree with. But for me, it was seeing Clemson lose, not just because, not just because, you know, it was to NC State and because it was a it's a weak ACC this year. Maybe Virginia Tech is one of the better teams in the ACC, but it doesn't matter because the ACC probably isn't going to make the college football playoff. Okay. Um, well, first of all, uh, congratulations to NC State, uh, Coach Dorn. Uh, man, I knew it was going to be an incredibly tough uh, battle. Uh, you know, they, they, they just did a tremendous job. And uh, these kids played incredibly hard. The crowd was, was excellent. It was a great college football game. And, uh, you know, so congratulations to those guys for sure. Uh, but for us, man, we've got we to hurt much. You know, uh, we got a really, really hurting, hurting locker room and a hurting group of coaches. And staff, um, you know, we put a lot into this. And this is uh, certainly not what um, what we intended, um, but you know, um, we just got to regroup. That's all I can say. Uh, I will say this: our, our kids never quit. Our staff never quit. Everybody fought to the to the last second, the last play, and uh, but in the end, just too many mistakes. I mean, just so many critical penalties. And, Jumping off sides and just just some really critical penalties, uh, which killed us. Time of possession, um, they, they just we just got worn down uh, with the time of possession, the amount of plays. A um, bunch of guys hurt, and uh, and the heart just breaks for those guys. Uh, we've got a physically hurt team, and we've got a mentally hurt team right now and staff. So that's Dabo talking about the situation for Clemson losing their second game, this one to an ACC team, an NC State team that did give them a lot of problems. It was probably the most surprising result of the week just because you've seen Clemson be a power in each of the last seven years. Uh, Dom Odell says, UGA might beat us 50 nothing. You know how disrespectful that is to get beat 50 to nothing. Their front seven is serious, talking about Tennessee. We – I. That is going to be a curious game because that, that's, I mean, that's not, you know, Tennessee and Alabama, Tennessee and Georgia this year. I, I don't know how it's going to go. Hell, Tennessee and Ole Miss um, is really going to be, 
<laughs> I don't know if Vols fans are going to have a good time with those three particular games. Jeff Rubel says, Dabo so sad. Poor little old Clemson. That's right. Just don't say that they're Clemsoning. Um, they're not, they're not Clemsoning, but, um, they, they are getting, they are getting their ass kicked on offense right now. Uh, Dabo with six says Dom. Yes, that is true. He is not having a good time this season. He knows that it's done and it's, you know, it's done in September, which is crazy to think about. Let's, uh, let's move on and let's do the gone viral video of the week. That was laugh out loud, funny from the Titans game on Sunday. The question that I have for you guys is this. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What's the best way you've seen someone sneak booze into a sporting event or a concert? Let me know on Facebook, Twitter, or maybe the best way that you've done it. Maybe you would like to give yourself some credit in that regard. What's the best way you have seen someone sneak booze into a sporting event or concert? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. I will uh, show you an example of something that's pretty funny here in just a second, right after I tell you about Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They're the best in the business for a reason. They can do commercial. They can do residential. They will improve your air quality with ductwork, and they will make sure that you are in the best position to succeed. B-R-Y-M-A-K. Brimac.com. So with uh with the Titans game this week and the Titans against the Colts, and listen, I know that money is uh I know that money is um something that you don't wanna you don't wanna light on fire when you go to a sporting event, right? You're trying to find ways to save in the margin so you can have a fun time at the football game, but also not spend five hundred, six hundred dollars. So <laughs> alcohol is a very expensive part of that, right? When you're paying 10 or 12 bucks a beer. At the stadium, you're not having a good time. Ma, uh, Karen O'Keefe says she snuck it in in her bra. Lewis says he's found ways to get a flask in. Um, I watched a girl at Mississippi State stick a whiskey bottle in her boobs and in her boots, says Ben. Uh, it's it's not an uncommon practice. Karen, is, Karen has just said she's uh, smuggled alcohol in in a bra. Tony says, uh, well, Tony's asking Titans questions, but that has no, uh, that has no bearing on this conversation tonight in their pants, says Theron, uh, small whiskey bottle, not a fifth. Says ben. Oh, yes, I think that I think that's an important clarification. Mark Jones says mixed in a soda bottle. Yeah, but nobody's allowing you to bring in a soda bottle. So that does it's not even a creative way. You're just having to throw that out in the trash as you walk in. Um, more than uh, more than anything, though, I will say to you that for uh, for this particular Titans fan couple, they found a pretty inventive way to get it in to the stadium. And that was with some feminine hygiene products. I mean, you definitely get points for creativity. <laughs> you definitely get points for creativity. The way that they went about it, I thought was pretty comical. So credit to that couple. Uh, oh, no, says Dom Odell. How well did they clean the vial, says Ben? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it, I, I will. 
let me let me refrain from commenting. All I'll say, it was very smart and it probably saved him a ton of cash because she looked like she was packed and ready to rock in her see-through bag. Uh, now I'm certain that that people will be uh, monitoring the feminine hygiene products more closely. I just hope it wasn't beer though, says there. And I think it looked with by the by the face that he made, it looked to be a little harder. Um, but that was something that I found laugh out loud funny from the Titans game over the weekend. That's gonna do. Uh, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Really, and that is some upper bowl stuff, says producer Reed. Lower bowl is too classy for that. Yes, indeed. Of course, producer Reed sits in the lower bowl. He she should have hit you with the nail painting emoji. Um, if he's learned anything from me over the last uh, year and a half or almost two years at this point, but apparently not. It's okay, Reed. You'll get him next time. It's going to do it for us this evening. A fun show. 615 Sessions podcast. Remember, it comes out later in the week now. We're going to get through a lot of Titans practice and then bring you the best conversations from Titans media as we go through the season. Uh, tomorrow on the radio show is going to be a lot of fun as well. Will Compton, busting with the boys. I'm sure many of you saw the hype video that they put out of Will hitting me in the face with a, uh, with a keyboard. Buck you. So we will uh, get into that together. Um, And the dumbest thing in sports, which I'm sure you guys will bring many nominees. Primetime back tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and I will see you then.